0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you are a repeat listener, you guys are the shit. Um, this episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jombo Superfoods. You can go to jombocbd.com today and check out their full line of products. They have drops and sprays and a ghee and they have bombs. Everything is the highest quality, and it is amazing. I use their Muscle Balm on a daily basis. I use their drops on a daily basis, and it has been game-changing since implementing those into my recovery protocol. Um, But what is CBD? Cannabidol. It's one of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant, but it is helping a ton of people um, with a wide range of things. It helps with sleep, it can help with mood regulation, it can help with um, uh, inflammation. It's an adaptogen, so whatever the body is needing, it can help it reach that homeostasis, that baseline. You can go to jombocbd.com today and check out their full line of products. At checkout, use the code OUTSIDE and you will save 20% off of the entire order. So again... Go to jumbocbd.com today, use the code OUTSIDE at checkout, and you will save 20% off of your entire order. Also, we are brought to you by my company, Imposed Will. Go to imposedwill.com. We just launched the full apparel line. Go check that out. Help support. Also, sign up for the mailing list, and you can stay up to date on all the happenings and everything that's new. My guest today is a repeat guest. I haven't had too many of these, but we're getting up there in the episode. So there's some time between guests and I like to bring people back on that are doing cool things in life. I sit down with Ryan Hansen. So Ryan is an entrepreneur. He's a trainer. He's a coach. He's an elite athlete with first form. He's just a mover and a shaker, man. He's just always, he's always doing and, and just trying to be better than, you know, than he was the day before. So I invited Ryan back on. He just recently wrote a book called Cash Pad, and it's talking about his experience with uh, with Airbnb. He has a beautiful loft, which actually we recorded in, and he pays for his mortgage by doing Airbnb. So I wanted to uh, have him back on. We talk more about that, and uh, yeah, it's a great conversation. So without any further ado, Ryan Hansen, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here we are again, Ryan Hansen. What up, what up? All right, brother. So, I wanted to sit down with you today yeah, because you I just wrote a, you just wrote a book. Um, when we sat down last time, Obviously, like inevitably, mm-hmm. you think of like a million different things you could have talked about. Like, mm-hmm. an Airbnb was one of them because I know that's like a big part of your story. Think we touched on it at all? Not it was at all. All fitness. Yeah, yeah, it was like all fitness. Um, a lot of your background and mm-hmm. just kind of moving to the Midwest. So, just a recap for the listeners who are who yeah. are listening right now. Go back and check out that earlier episode. I can't remember the number, but I'll uh, I'll put it in the show notes. And w- how many months ago was that? <sighs> I don't know. At least four. Probably four. Yeah, probably four or five. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So things have changed. I mean, in a, in a way, like I was doing Airbnb. I, so I've been doing Airbnb since I bought this place back in 2000 and be 17. Uh, I bought it in 2000, actually right around this, this month, it was April, my birthday's in like a couple of days. And it was my 30th birthday when I, when I closed on the house, which is like kind of a coincidence. Okay. So I've been doing it for two years. I'm about to turn 32, April 13th, this Saturday and uh i bought the house and then it was the loft i walked in fell in love with the place immediately like it was exactly what i wanted something kind of like unique and pretty pretty dope and something yeah. a little different uh for those of you who can't see us we're sitting in my loft and it's a actually an old model t car dealership it was built in uh 1905 so it's got like the 30 foot ceilings the tin roof it's kind of got some uh a lot of steel and wood and Really open space. We got a loft on the the top floor, which I stay in with my girlfriend. And then on the bottom floor, so it's two levels. We have uh, two bedrooms that we rent out through Airbnb. And I knew right away when I walked in here, I was going to do Airbnb because I had met somebody. I had used the platform for like probably two or three years before that, but I always thought that like, I don't know. I just I didn't really think about doing it myself. I enjoyed yeah. it. I was doing it. I was a guest, and then I met a I met a girl, one of my friends who was doing it downtown, so not too far from here. We're in Midtown, St. Louis, but not too far from here. And she was actually renting a place and then, like, renting it out. So she didn't own it. Yeah, it's I've called st- like I've re- stayed in places that do that. Yeah, so I, I was like, I, didn't, I thought you had to own the spot. I didn't know you could do that. One, because of, like, legality and then, like, the, lo- the landlord and how does it go against your lease and all that. Yeah. And um, she was doing it and pocketing, like, 2000 bucks a month. Shit. i was like okay that's interesting and then she she got so successful with it that she had two other spots like not too far from there i was like man she has like a little like airbnb business going and uh as a one person you know sole operator it was yeah. just her and uh right now I, I mean i did some research about that and it's called like rental arbitrage which okay. is like you take like the low it's it, it, it's arbitrage is basically like from what i understand it's taking the like the low end of something and then selling it and flipping it for the high. Yeah. So you find like the market inequalities and the gap in the market. Mm-hmm. So you could rent the spot for a thousand bucks a month, let's say, in downtown St. Louis, and charge, let's say, seventy to eighty bucks a night, and then make up that difference right. by doing it per night versus right. like renting it out. So she yeah. was doing that. That's a smart move. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know a guy, dude, straight up. I know a guy in New York that I met through the platform, which I'll tell you the story. Uh He has thirty units in New York City that he 's doing it, and he has ninety nine percent occupancy whoa and to be straight up, he said he 's bringing in about a million dollars a year doing just this. off of airbnb, yeah, just off airbnb. and he 's renting these places yeah. Yeah.
0: which I mean is risky man How does he get the the you know the approval That's, i
1: know wow. i know. i mean I think with new york there 's a lot of like little like mom and pop owner places that I feel like. Maybe he's paying above. I don't know the whole details of it. Maybe he's paying like above the market rate. He's making like, it work, <laughs> but and it's also for me that's like real risky because New yeah. York with COMO like there's a lot of regulations right now that if if Airbnb got banned he'd be on the hook for 30 leases and that's like crazy. That's that's a, a lot. lot.
0: That's a lot of risk. Yeah, my girlfriend and I we um we've been looking at properties to buy specifically to Airbnb. Yeah, and um, a lot of especially like the the buildings like near the Loop and different things with like they ban it. Yeah, it's, yep. it's all in there, yep. just saying, you, you can't do this. I know,
1: so this was like, I met her probably, I met her a while ago, but like, I, we had that conversation probably, like, like I said, two years ago, and even the past like year, it's gotten more competitive, there's been more regulations, and um, you, have to be, you have to be careful. Uh, that's why I bought this, because I knew that there's only two other units in this building mm-hmm. that I could like run the show and I could have no problems, because my condo association is like one of my neighbor's parents. Yeah, like it's like it's all good.
0: Right. Yeah, we found a spot down in the Soulard area that was like that. I mean, you still had your your condo association fee, right. which. But if it's like
1: a small little like, only you know, like three or four units yeah, there, that's your best bet, man. Yeah, that's that. your best bet. Because otherwise, if you're dealing with like corporate, or you're dealing with like a building with like you know a full fledged building with like twenty units in it, they it's more demand for them too. Like they could kick you out, and it's just it's a whole types of problems. So I wanted to make sure that if I got a spot
0: there'd be no issues whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the fewer amount of people you can have in your business, the better. Yeah, and that's what I like about Airbnb. I talk about in my book that, like,
1: it's the only business that I know that, like, you could set, anybody could set up. All you need is, like, just a space. So, you yeah. know, take some pictures on your phone, and you could run. I'm running this space, space we're in right now and then two other ones pretty much by myself and my girlfriend, and then, like, we have a cleaner. So, like, it doesn't take a lot of moving parts or people. Yeah. Like, I believe you can get up to, like,
0: five or if you really wanted to scale it up you could probably get to like five or seven yeah and do it yourself dude i've seen people in austin airbnb their backyard no way yeah like like just 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 a picture of the backyard shut up nothing you don't get anything with it but you can pitch a tent in their backyard and like for like 10 or 15 bucks yeah i mean i've heard of it
1: on couches like that's actually like couch surfers yeah like kind of like couch surfing, but like you pay to like sleep on the couch yeah and i've heard of it um how it got started like even the name was air mattresses? Like oh, it was, was it? air bed and breakfast for air mattresses. Oh. so like these people, the, the way it got started in 2017 was there was a conference in San Francisco. All the route, all the hotel rooms were booked, and the owners put up their apartment because they wanted to make the rent, and they rented out like three air mattresses, hmm. and people paid because they had nowhere to go. It was a, it was like, it was like South by Southwest in Austin, hmm. like that kind of like conference coming to town, and everything was booked up. So they had the air mattresses. But the backyard thing, I mean,
0: I guess if somebody's going to do it. If someone's going to do it. Well, but that also speaks to um, what Airbnb will allow. Like, yeah, you can it, do anything. I guess you technically <laughs> don't even really have to have you like. You know what's funny? Now you say that. There was a, I saw this the other day. There's a hammock uh,
1: in like, mis- rural Missouri that's on this beautiful piece of property, but it's literally a hammock. And you can rent it out for 30 bucks a night on this, like, it's just a hammock. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. No roof, no bathroom, running water. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you found an awesome spot here. I love the buildings downtown. Like, I love, like, the brick walls. I used Mm -hmm. to live in a a two-family flat uh, downtown, and uh, that was, like, one of my favorite features was, like, the brick walls. Yeah,
1: I think St. Louis, we're, we're lucky, man, because, like, St. Louis at one point was like a, a major manufacturing city. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lofts and a lot of warehouses that have com- been converted into spaces, uh, like living spaces. And because it's, uh, it's so cheap to live here now, um, you can buy them for cheap, man. Yeah. Like, I would not be able to live in this if I was back in Brooklyn or even Austin or anything like that. Like there's so much inventory on the market and they have so much character. Because Saint Louis is, a, is an older city,
0: yeah, you know it's been around for a while. Yeah, you f- you got a good steal here. Um, the brick buildings, I guess the the main issue would be like foundational. So that's funny you mentioned that because like this place does get
1: really really dusty, and we ha- we're having a problem with the roof right now where it's leaking. Oh, okay. So we have the uh, guy come out and look at that, and then also like even the brick, like like the the mortar and the brick, you'll hear it like crumble at night sometimes, mm-hmm. like just randomly. Like we'll be and it's because it, because it's so open and vast you hear everything we'll hear like like the mortar coming off the walls i'm like man this place is gonna fall apart one day (laughs) hopefully i'm long gone by that point dude it happens
0: yeah i um i was watching your video for the listeners like you just you put out a youtube video Mm -hmm. talking about all this which is great and uh you think this place is haunted yeah oh (laughs) (laughs) well you you mentioned the sounds so those sounds also the
1: microwave it's totally bizarre it just will hit the number seven so we'll be sitting here like how we're sitting here right now, and all of a sudden it'll hit like seven, and then you, seven again. Like
0: you can go and you can see the seven. Mm-hmm. That's so it's kind of weird, man. It is weird. And
1: then also the uh, shower will turn on. Yeah, I heard like you say for that thirty too. seconds. Like I'm talking about like a full fledged shower. I'm not talking about like oh it's leaking. Like sometimes at night it'll be for like thirty seconds. I'm like man, so it's and funny. And it just stops. It just stops. Yeah, it's so bizarre. And like I tell guests that. Actually, I put it <laughs> when we, during the during the winter we were kind of slow because like nobody comes to St. Louis. Uh, come like November, December, January. So I actually put in the listing the name. I was like, Loft Possibly Haunted. And people liked it, man. Because they're like, what? What is that? Yeah, mean? What is yeah, that? Yeah, it adds to the award. Yeah. It adds to the yeah, uniqueness of it. So yeah, we got the microwave, we got the weird sounds, and we got the, the shower. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, people talk about that. Like people that are into like ghosts and stuff. I mean, if the place has been around for a hundred
0: and. You know, fifteen years it has gotta be something weird. I mean, I would imagine if I mean if this was a you said it was a Ford manufacturer, yep. right? Yeah. Um I imagine the work safety conditions mm-hmm. weren't that great back then. Right. Somebody probably Somebody probably, yeah lost a limb at least. At least he's a friendly <laughs> ghost. He's not screwing with us. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, dude, you found a sweet spot. So you've been here for two years, two two years. now? Yeah. Right? Be, uh th- thirty. yeah, two years. It'll be two years and uh, an Airbnb is paying your your mortgage. mortgage,
1: Yeah, so right now, like, we usually are busy on, usually on the weekends, we usually have a couple coming to town, like whether they're here for a Cardinals game, or they want to check out the Peabody, which is, or the Fox Theater over here in the Symphony. So since day one, man, we've we've had somebody here pretty much every single weekend um, with no issues, no issues at this one. Um, And yeah, like I said, it brings in about 2000 bucks a month, which covers everything from the mortgage, the utilities, the uh, condo fees, like I mentioned, and then also um, like the security system and all that.
0: Yeah, that's legit, dude. Um, yeah. You so you have two bedrooms downstairs. I'm mm-hmm. just like working through this whole process. You said it's slower during the winter time yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I I didn't know
1: that. Um, we so we were getting real. So I put this up like I bought it in April of 2017, and then that whole summer was like I was like, man, this is crazy. Like we were like killing it. And then come, like, November, December, January, it slowed down. I was like, man, what is this? And then the next year, one year later, it really, like, this past year, it really slowed down. It was dead. It was dead. Like, we were going, like, two weeks without anybody. And I was like, because also competition, more people are more hip to it now. Yeah. So I was like, man, what's going on? So, um, yeah, like, from what I asked, I asked other hosts. They said that we're busy in St. Louis from, like, March to, like, August. And then September to, like. February, it's, it's real slow. Kind of slow. Yeah, yeah, which I mean, we'll get people coming to town for the holidays to visit their their family. Yeah, but like, there's not much going on in terms of like cardinals and like. Yeah, not camp. a lot of. Not much. Not much. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know when hockey. I don't know if hockey. I don't know. Is real big Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. I'm not really honest. into that either. Um, so, do you rent out each bedroom separately, or do you yeah they're separate? So we tried to do both bedrooms
1: at the same time, but like with a shared space, it didn't really work. Like most people with the shared space, it's like the extra, it's always like the story of like the extra bedroom, like whatever is left, right? So we have two bedrooms. One of them is a long-term that we put on Craigslist and the other one is Airbnb.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So like one of them is like a two month, every so often we'll have somebody come in two to three months and then the other one is full-time Airbnb. We did try to put them both up on Airbnb at the same time, but we didn't get any bookings.
0: Really? Nothing worked? So are you catching like travel nurses and different
1: things for the long term? Yeah. it's We haven't got, I put it, I'm a member of a Facebook group for travel nurses, but the timing never works out. Like sometimes they want like awkward times, like 13 weeks or like seven weeks. And we try to get like month to month to month versus Mm -hmm. like these like weird, like mid, yeah, they come in like mid month and then leave like middle of this month. So we try to get it like come on the first and then two to three months down the line. But we've gotten students. We have a guy coming He's here now he's actually a- ending uh at the end of the month and he was here because he got a job and then he was looking for a house and he was gonna move with his girlfriend and he didn't w- he didn't move with his girlfriend so like we've had two people stay with me for like two months in the other bedroom for um what do you call it uh, uh lost my train of thought for oh for buying a home they wanted to like have a place like they were ra- yeah. they were renting and they had to get out of their lease and then they needed a place to stay while they looked for a house
0: oh so yeah a lot of that. yeah that's a good move no yeah. that's a good move just any sort of like temporary housing mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. airbnb is the way to go it's yeah. cheaper than a hotel it is yeah it can be it can be so that that was the issue
1: like with the one bedroom we were competing with hotels so what we're going to do come i'm trying to tell you this we're actually moving to brooklyn Oh yeah, yeah. In the oh, next, okay. in the next like one to two months, and we're gonna rent out the entire space full time Airbnb. Oh, so you're gonna keep this? I'm gonna keep this. Yeah, I, I love. Th- I don't think I don't think I'll ever get rid of this. This is like my my baby. Dude, it's a beautiful house. Um, I think I'll, I'll rent it out full time, and from what I understand, I'll wake. I'll probably make way more doing that than even, like, if I was to rent it out to, like, a, say, a, a travel nurse, like, the full space, or even, like, a slew student. Yeah. Like, you know, if you have people coming into town, eight people, you can fit eight people in this place. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: you're just going to list the entire space Yeah, as so it'll one. be
1: full-time Airbnb as one space. Yeah. We're going to cut off the one room. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, because, like, the way it's, the way it's set up right now, like – it's it's good for airbnb but like we get woken up a lot like because it's an open space for guys who can't see this so um if i had to do it again and i needed to have like a a shared space type of deal like an extra bedroom i'd want doors i don't have any like my my bedroom is just straight up open The, the guests have a door so like noise travels and like people are coming in late checking in late flights coming in late so like if i had like an extra wing of my house or like another they were on like another floor that was like kind of shut out it'd be a lot better like for the past two years it's been it's been fun don't get me wrong i love it i love the people but um you kind of give up a lot you give up your privacy number one for sure yeah and then you give up sleep once in a while because like people come in that big door in the back it makes a lot of noise so like and we're right there so like they come in
0: you Know a Friday night at two o'clock in the morning, and like it wakes us all up, so yeah. I guess it doesn't matter now, but did you ever think about like moving downstairs and like making? We thought that? about flipping it, yeah. We yeah. did think about flipping it. I just like that space up there because of the windows. Up oh, dude, it's legit, yeah. yeah. It's nice and open. And I the like downstairs,
1: open. like it's it's almost like a cave. Like, I'd get kind of depressed if I stayed there long term because it doesn't have has no windows and it's completely dark, right? It's great for like sleeping, mm-hmm. but like if I was like, like dwell down there and live down there. I think I like it. Yeah, that wouldn't. Uh, I need sun. Like speaking of like vitamin D, sun. Like I need that's coming in. So I'm. I'm. I need to be upstairs. I think. But uh. But yeah. So come like the next couple. We actually started it in June. That's like our cutoff date for Brooklyn. Um. So June first, we're putting it full time.
0: Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So what made you make the move back to Brooklyn? I mean obviously it's home, right? It's
1: home. My family lives there. My mom, my 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 aunt, my stepdad, like my whole family's on the on one block. And um yeah, just kinda like I did some like deep thinking about what I want to do and I'm I'm gonna turn thirty two and um this is kinda funny. It's the first time I'm actually like publicly saying it. So uh yeah, I'm gonna actually get the gym, give it to somebody else that I've been talking to, this other trainer and luckily, Stacia kind of, like, not talk some sense into me, but just kind of, like, we kind of had a conversation about, like, why are we not in Brooklyn with our family? Why are we not, like, taking advantage of being with them when we can be with them? Yeah. And you guys are both here by yourself? Yeah. So she's from Seattle, mm-hmm. and I'm from Brooklyn. My family moved to, to St. Louis and then moved back two years ago. Oh, so really? So for me, it, it's just been me. Here.
0: Yeah, I remember because you said your mom moved out. Your mm-hmm. mom and dad moved yep, down here? They're, yeah. They're and my mom and dad moved out here, and then they moved back two years ago. And I had it right a, as you bought this place <laughs> yeah exactly
1: pretty much for sure and I kind of had my roots here and I was like you know I'm gonna stay I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll, I have a good thing going with the gym and with my with my loft and then I started doing Airbnb and I was like well I could run this anywhere like if I own this it's not really like my roots are really here anymore because I could rent it out yeah so that's cool and then um with the gym, man, like, I just, I started getting other interests. Like, um, I just kind of, like, opened up my world to, like, the book, the writing, mm-hmm. um, creating more content online. Like, yeah. with the gym, I was just kind of locked in the the four walls. And I, I, I haven't taken a real vacation in I don't even know how long. Yeah. Because like, you got to be there all the time. Yeah. And I couldn't find a trainer that, like, my clients liked as much as me. Yeah. And I think, one, because they're used to me. So you get used to somebody. And that wasn't, like... Really gonna work because, like, if I ever wanted to, to like, take a step out, um, the clients weren't gonna like like the next person coming in. Yeah, you know, like that's not you know scalable. That's not really like sustainable. Like the business depended on me solely. Like I tried to put myself out of it, even like with the name. I tried to. I didn't want to call it like Ryan Hansen Fitness right. or anything like you mean, that. You branded it so that way. I branded it so that it was more about the philosophy and the training versus me, the trainer. And I could just never. I don't know, man. I, I just never really hit. With another trainer as well as it did with me, and the clients wanted to train with me, and I was like, "Man, I can't be doing this. I'm 32 years old. Like, I'm there I'm training time for money, five forty-five to seven o'clock at night, and it just like, it starts to wear on you. And then I had some things happen with clients. I had like a we had a, we had a, we we instilled a new policy, and um, they didn't like it. So we had fallen out with them. We had a late like a late cancellation policy that they weren't really feeling, and there was just a whole big dust up because of that. And then I just didn't feel like I was getting I wasn't really feeling appreciated, to be quite honest, from my, from my clients. Because what I was doing was I was putting my ass on the line yeah. for this gym. Yeah. Like, I signed my ass on the line. I was trying to make it That's work. Livelihood. And dude, I I actually wasn't. I from when I opened my own gym, the expenses were so high. I wasn't making anything. I wasn't making a dollar. Yeah. So I was there all the time, giving up my all my energy, really trying to make it work. Like giving the clients the most sincere work. Like really trying to like, yo, this is what I believe in. I want to help you guys. And I was getting pushback from certain people. And um, I was there all the time. And I was like, what am I doing? Here, am I, here I am doing this Airbnb thing. I'm actually making money. Not a lot, but at least paying my rent. And uh, I'm getting these reviews from the guests. And they're like, dude, Ryan was an awesome host. He showed us the city, told us where to go. We had an amazing time. Like, I'm like, man, this, I'm getting all this love from these people. And then like, the clients are getting me like just all types of bullshit, excuses. And yeah. you know, they're not showing up. They're late canceling. They're not following the program I'm like what am i doing
0: yeah dude that that space just like the health and wellness space man like we both have that passion yeah. for it right and i I fucking love it but like as i've di- like i've been diving deeper into like content creation and yeah. like the podcast um i've just realized that i still i still have a passion for that but it's very easy to fall like out of love with like wanting to like build that clientele yeah. and to like go that path because I think people that get in the fitness industry like they're the
1: most passionate they love it to the core and you're not going to find clients that ever that ever like really want it as as much as you want it for them exactly and I know a lot of trainers my girlfriend included that their fitness almost comes second because they're so like into what helping the clients and they're so like it's so time intensive that they end up like resenting almost fitness because like They're beating their head against the wall
0: Yeah, and your training takes a back door. Yeah, because you're you're so –
1: yeah, I mean, like, you're so – you get into the fitness industry because you love training, and then training becomes, like, your livelihood and your life, and you get, like, stressed out because, like, one, it's very cyclical, and it's not consistent. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's, like – there's also a lot of BS in the – I mean, I just got sick and tired of all the other – bullshit in the fitness industry like you know like the what we believe in is like the fundamentals like kind of like this like functional hybrid but then there's all these other like quick fixes that people like buy into yeah and they just
0: they don't stop buying into it the cleanses and the wraps and and we're in a very bodybuilder centric uh community here in the midwest mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really you know but also just kind of I don't know, maybe changing gears a little bit, but you're just, you're like a pure entrepreneur, I've noticed. Um, Obviously, fitness is your passion, but like, I mean, the Airbnb, the gym. You have have the towel product, right? Yeah,
1: I have the towel. Yeah, that's right. I have the towel. So like, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, fitness is my thing, but like at the core... I love being creative and being an entrepreneur. That's what
0: I've noticed. Yeah, I'm not just a trainer we who like can just the be there. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's like my, like, I always have, I mean, she gets on me because, like, I always have all these little projects I want to do and, like, things that, like, little things, like the towel thing was a little project that I probably spent a couple grand on. And, like, I sold 40 or 50, but it's just, like, it's the process that really I enjoy
0: the most. I love it. Yeah. Like, like the research. No the matter building. what
1: happened, like, I don't, I probably should, like, really push things harder to to see them through. But for me, if I just do the thing and get it out there, I'm satisfied in a weird way. It's almost like this, like, like game that I play. Like, let me see if I can write a book and yeah. see what happens. Let me see if I can create a towel.
0: Yeah. Do I love that. I used to get that feeling um, in, like, in college whenever I'd write papers. And... Um, it's funny, this you can just extrapolate this to like a bigger idea, because um, I can't remember like if I was listening to something or watching something, but the guy was talking about it's funny how we all want this thing, whatever it can be to make us happy. Mm-hmm. yet yeah, whatever like to get that thing, we have to do this thing called work which we're all avoiding mm-hmm. and this thing called work is the only way to get this happiness that we're trying to get to. So it's like this weird cycle where it's like people avoid the work but the only way to get to happiness is by actually They're trying to like reach over and yeah. grab the thing but they're
1: missing the the bridge. Yeah, you actually have to do the work. You have to go through the process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me like I'm v- I'm very process oriented. I I enjoy learning and trying things and just like putting it out there and seeing what happens. Yeah. But, yeah. So I yeah, I think the the main Bottom line is like I didn't I didn't want to just be a trainer like I had this itch to do other things and travel and meet people and like dude when you're a trainer and you're I'm the sole operator like I'm doing the marketing the training the branding the client relations the the app they're trying to fix like yeah. I was doing so much that like I didn't have any time for anything else and I just had this itch to go like straight up just like see the world and do other things and become more of like a well balanced renaissance type of deal where. I was uh,
0: exploring other opportunities um, just for the sake of exploring them. Yeah. Dude, I I get that 100%. Like, us talking right now is just, like, help put, like, my soul at ease because yeah. um, I've, I've kind of, like, had this struggle with, like, I put so much time into, uh, like, the podcast. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm launching, like, I, I did the relaunch of, like, Imposed Will. And, like, the line is officially launching here on the, on the 20th. Okay. And, um, like, that's really where my passions are. And sometimes I feel like, all right, well, it, like, am I splitting my efforts by doing two things? But I feel like I can – I can, they kind of work together. I can make it work. Mm-hmm. But, like, because I'm putting all my effort into those, like, I'm not are really – Are you spreading yourself – like, you're not really – I don't feel like I'm spreading myself thin, but, like, I, I, I'm, like, this trainer guy. But I'm, like, I'm not really training anybody yeah. because I don't want to, like – trade my time to go train people because Mm -hmm. like, I'm so busy, like trying to build value in these other brands, which will eventually have much higher pay. And
1: it also like, it depends on what you want to do that makes you happy. Like at the end of the day, like I love fitness, I love coaching, but I really love the coaching aspect. I don't love the training aspect. Yes. Training is totally different. Like you're there. Okay. We're doing five squats. We're doing, you know, 20 pushups. We're doing a kettlebell swing and we're doing a golf, like whatever we're doing. But like, I enjoy the coaching and the, the thought and the science behind like, how we're going to get this client like once i figure it out like once i figured out fitness i was kind of like on to the next thing like it's it, really simple man like it, fitness is simple
0: it's not very it's complicated it's so, like once you
1: kind of get it and you kind of like understand it and you want to like talk about it but like to be in there and, like, really, hold, I mean, straight up, you're, like, a babysitter sometimes and holding clients. I mean, I, it's probably different when you're dealing with, like, fighters than you're dealing with, like, general population. Yeah. Probably to some extent. They're probably a little bit more. A little bit more different because they're more
0: dedicated. They're more
1: dedicated, more disciplined, but, like, n- n- not not to my client's fault. Like, I don't want to. They're busy. They We're got lives. Through. They got, like, you know, they're older. They got kids. They got a lot of stuff going on. But, um, yeah, like, it just, I wasn't feeling like I was making the difference that I wanted to make in somebody's life and and i may be able to make it for a little
0: bit but i really wanted like long i I wanted the lifestyle for them yeah have you thought about going into like health coaching and just like Um, talk about like the holistic conversation i thought about like
1: going to train trainers i feel like a lot of trainers don't really get it
0: i'd rather train trainers yeah
1: and i think i actually would have more of an impact because i'd be training the trainer who then trains the people yeah and i think i do have really unique and and somewhat like humble like special ideas about it that could really help people that uh, I don't have to be in the trenches training you know I I, I can't possibly I I would pull my hair out I could train trainers how to be better better trainers yeah and then that would kind of help because dude I'll go to gyms and watch trainers just to kind of like see what's like I'll go work out look kind of see I'm like man these people are doing it wrong they're doing everything that they shouldn't be doing and these clients are not going to get results so that even drives me crazy because these people the trainers one they may maybe they don't know they're just I don't know, ignorant about it. And the second thing is like, Unfortunately the client has the best intentions. They want to see the results, but they're not going to get it doing what this trainer is doing with them. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's a lot of poor trainers there's out there. There's a lot cuz there's no there's no regulation. Right. Anybody right. could be a trainer. Essentially, yeah, anybody can be a trainer and there's a, a ton of them without any sort of credentialing yeah. and not that that necessarily matters. That's but, that's almost the cash 22. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> it doesn't, but it like at least like provides like a a wall for for bullshit. That's true. If you have a certification, it kind of like weeds out the people who are like disciplined and determined because then they got to like pass something you know what i mean yeah it's like it's
0: like the weekend warrior versus like somebody who actually like takes it to a professional yeah
1: like yeah i I think that's a good point is like there's a lot of people that just are trainers because they enjoy working out but like somebody who like studies it and like takes a test like they're a little bit more disciplined and a little bit more committed to it than the average joe yeah so
0: yeah now um i don't want to beat a dead horse on this but we'll move on we'll um so what's the you're going to give the gym to somebody else is, yeah. it, is it still going to be primal or are you still gonna? yeah to we're still going to keep
1: it primal i got three years left in, on the lease oh, so you're and right. I, we did not want to like mess
0: with anything like taking
1: the sign off and all that so like you know primal not a national but like it's only known in st louis and even then like it's a small little niche market so like it's not going to really affect like oh i don't want to have primal here like I'll let him I'll let him ride it out for the next three years and then figure out what's what's gonna happen next. But yeah, we're just gonna keep it primal.
0: Are you gonna keep the are you gonna own that name still the whole time? Or uh, are you stepping yeah. away from primal?
1: No, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna it, it primal the way it is right now is broken. I'm not feeling like I'm doing anything that's making a difference. It's putting a hole in my pocket, it's putting a hole in my heart because I'm giving so much to it, not getting anything back. Yeah. And uh I will always be, I think, fitness something. I don't know what that is. So it could be like Primal University, Mm -hmm. which could be like a coaching program. It could be Primal um, Food. It could be, I think, whatever the next thing, I don't even know what the next thing is, to be honest, when I'm going to Brooklyn. Whatever the next thing is, it's going to be something, I believe, a little piece of fitness, but I'm still going to,
0: I mean, I love the brand. I love the name. It'll be something else, another iteration of it. Yeah, I can totally dig it. Um, So you're, you're, You're kind of stepping away from that. You're Mm -hmm. moving into other areas of your life, right? Mm -hmm. You just wrote this awesome book. It's called what? Cash Pad. Cash Pad. Cash Pad. Yeah, I'm going to buy a copy from you or something. I appreciate that. Because, yeah, uh, yeah, my girlfriend wants to read it. Um, How long did it take you to to write the book? A month. A month.
1: What was that I wrote it in two weeks. I wrote it in two weeks. So, yeah, I I made sure that, like, I would write 1,000 words a day. Like, no matter what, I would just get a 1,000 words on paper. Like, sometimes they were, like, crap words. Sometimes they were, like, man, this is, this is gold. I'd be t- kind of, like, in my zone. Um, but I just made sure I sat in that seat, and I, t- I typed a 1,000 words a day. So I got it. It's about a 15,000-word book, which is about 85 pages, um, which is it's a quick read. It's, like, under a two-hour read. Yeah. And uh, so I had the idea because I was, like, man, more people, should, more people should be doing this. Like, I talked to people about it. They kind of know about it, but they don't really know about it. And um, it really saved my ass. Like, if I didn't have Airbnb, there's no way, because I, I wasn't making money at the gym. Like, I had no income. So, like, I had to have somebody pay my mortgage. Otherwise, they'd be evicted or, you know, foreclosed on. Yeah. And then with the, t- with the two other ones that I had, which I'll, I talk about in the book, like, how I got these two other ones that I manage. I don't, I don't own them. Okay. Um, it actually was, like, feeding me because the gym wasn't making money this was covered for so my whole my, all my income was coming from these two other properties that I managed as a per percentage so it's like property management exactly Put yeah. through air for airbnb yeah so um, and then yeah so the process of it was I had the idea I sat down on my notes on my phone wrote down like a rough outline of like what I wanted to talk about like what the different chapters would be just like off the cuff and then i um just wrote man and like as i got through it i would ex- i would expand on like different chapters and i would add chapters and after about 2 weeks i had 15,000 words and i was like holy crap i have a book yeah. and then i found an editor um on fiverr you no know, fiverr oh dude. Yeah. yeah it's such a great fiverr. source. fiverr.com dude mm-hmm. it was like 100 bucks to get this guy to re- re- read it and go through it and do like grammar punctuation and flow and continuity and then um i found a formatter formatter who uh sized it for amazon because jeff bezos is very particular about how he likes his books so it had to be perfectly sized and cut and all whatever and then um yeah in about a month so i would say from like start to finish we had it done in 30 days and then i put it up it'll be actually another month uh it got released like march 12th Mm-hmm. um and it was the ebook and then the paperback and then we re- we recorded the audio last last 2 weeks ago. Yeah, what was that Audible. process like? Dude, that was hard, man. <laughs> uh, I talked you'll see. I mean, you know, I talk really fast. I don't really enunciate. I have like kind of like a New York thing. And um there were 600 edits on my 4-hour read. Yeah, yeah cuz I kept like it's hard like I'm also tongue-tied, so it's hard for me to pronounce certain words like regularly yeah. Like, words that I probably, sh- like, you say them in conversation, but when you want to, like, really go through and enunciate each word, it just sounds like, and there was times, man, I had to, like, go through a sentence, like, four times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, whenever you're trying to get all the syllables and different things. I'm trying, because, like, your speaking voice is different than your reading voice. Yeah. And
1: it was a gr- it was fun to do it. I w- that's why I wanted to do it, because I wanted to make it more real and, like, kind of make it more, like, have that connection with the with yeah. the listener. Cause then they hear my voice and I'm the writer, um, but it, to do it again, like I don't know, I might hire somebody.
0: Cause it was hard. It was hard. Was it? I think it's a good move. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I like I think do, it's good. Yeah, because I'm I, curious how it will turn out. I, I, I like to listen to books that the the author. Yeah, reads. so me, that's the
1: thing. I, I'm the same way. Like that's why I did it. Cause every time I hear the author read, their, I'm like, it's just something about it that makes it a little bit more like there's more of a connection there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have a shit ton of books downstairs that I saw oh, yeah, in man. your in your video. Um, you prefer paper or like or like physical do, books yeah. or
1: audible books? Because otherwise, they just kind of like disappear on my Kindle. And I like I like feel like tangible, and I like highlighting, highlighting, and I like just like yeah, like kind of something about like the tangible, like turning the pages and writing in the the margins and like. Also, like I'll see a book and like it'll remind me of the ideas in the book. Yeah. So like, I'll like walk past my library, and be like, oh, I remember that, and like it will just kind of like get me going. Yeah. So I'm a, I mean, it's not like it's not uh, good for space because I have so many books. Like it's not like minimalism. Yeah. But um, I think I always will like uh, books. Yeah, I
0: do like books. I fucking love books. Yeah. That's always my conflict because of like I like to. Uh, be useful with my space. Or yeah. Th- like, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of minimalist ish. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I have quite a few audible books where I'll listen to them. I'm not big on the Kindle. Um, yeah. But I just, there's just something about a book, dude. Something You's, about a book. You get it. You look I at know, it. I yeah, yeah. Open yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I t- and actually, what I do too is I, uh, it's called the Sesame Street
1: Method, and I'll read a book and listen to it on the audio. So mm. it really sinks in. Yeah. Cause you're getting both, you're getting both. And yeah, audio. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that helps me. Cause I don't, I don't tend to re- speaking of just books I don't tend to really um like compre- not, not comprehend I don't really retain a lot of information from from books, but I really get it from audio and visual but I, I think I think it's just a different thing. I think it seeps in like subconsciously, yeah, whereas like the audio for me like is really more
0: conscious really. I don't know. Yeah, I'm almost a little bit backwards because yeah. I, I find myself almost sometimes, like if I'm listening to a book, it's, it's better if I listen to it twice because I'll get in the habit where I'll just start doing chores yeah, or something. Yeah, like it's background it's noise. It's just in the background. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck did well, I do? Well, there's something to? about sitting down and be like, okay, because you can only read
1: a book. Yeah. like you can't do anything you can't like read a book and wash the dishes no. or like cook food with an audiobook you can drive or you can work out at the gym yeah uh, that's why they're saying that like audiobooks now are like actually becoming more popular but that's not you can't just do an audio book. No. I don't believe because you you are doing other things.
0: Yeah, you really are. I like to. Um, I'm, I'm usually reading a book while I'm listening to an audio book, like um, two different books, not at the same time, obviously, right? Oh, uh, like, oh, I see what you say. Okay. R- like I have like I was, like I said reading two books. Like yeah. I'll, I'll listen to one and I'll read one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sh- and, and also I'm really careful about what audio books I pick. For example, like um, Grant Cardone. Um, his his seller be sold? yeah um audiobook is great because doesn't he talk he
1: yeah, expands on he things? expands
0: on a lot of shit that 's not in the book and it 's almost like you get all this extra information or like I just listened to uh, the new david goggins book yeah can 't hurt dude that one is I want to read it, but listening to it was phenomenal because really? so he actually he, he doesn 't read it right he doesn 't read it he has the author read it, which wasn 't actually that bad. it was actually pretty good um but he has his own he talks in the book. He talks. Like, he does the intro and then after every um, chapter, they stop and it's the writer and him talking like a podcast. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's just, because like, I think they recorded it over like four or five days and okay. they're like, all right, well, this is day one in the studio and this is day two in the studio and it's like, they're having these conversations after each chapter and it was just super cool to get that additional content that you would never get in the book, but. I like that they do that. They add something extra.
1: I knew, I knew that about Grant Cardone and I heard that about David Goggins too that like, the audio makes it a little bit different. Um, so that's cool. I wanted to do that a little bit with mine. Uh yeah, that's
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, that's super dope. Um, so what uh what do you like to do to stay disciplined? Because you're a very, you're a very disciplined person. Like um, you, you, yeah. make, you make lists, yeah, like yeah, what, yeah. what do you do? Like what's, what's well, some so, what's some f- tips you got for some listeners? Funny
1: enough, like my next book, because I had a lot of people ask me, like, how did you write a book? I've been wanting to write a book. It's like a lot of people's like on a, on a lot of bucket lists so i was like all right let me think about this so my next book is called millennial habits and it's the habits that our generation could really use because yeah. like we're getting pulled in a million different directions we got a ton of different distractions how do you get shit done in a 2019 you know, environment yeah so many so, time stealers a lot a lot of stuff like that also like um so yeah there's like 25 habits that i've i do myself and i talk about that in the book but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm big on, like, what we talked about before this started was uh, time blocking. I'm big on time block. I try to get a lot of my stuff done, like, in the same hour. So, like, I'll answer all my texts in an hour. Or I'll, like, try to read or write for an hour straight. I don't try to, like, break it up throughout the day. I'm much more disciplined and focused when I'm in, like, you know, creative mode for a set amount of time versus, like, whenever I can fit it in. Yeah. And I'm big on, like, making that schedule where, like, okay, from 9 to 10 – I'm just gonna do this thing. From 10 to 11, I'm, I'm gonna train this client. From 12 to 1, I'm gonna do, you know, answer these text messages that I've been putting off or whatever it is. Um, so that's number one. And number two, man, I talk about in the book is just prioritizing my sleep so I have the energy to do this shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I try to get my seven to eight hours. Like, like I try to be in bed by 9:30 and I get up at 5:45, which is early for me. And um, I try to make sure I get a good night's sleep so I got the energy to kind of get through the whole day and not have that fade so that I I can do the the thing on my list like I'm big on like the five That's big on Andy's thing uh the five um, the power list the that power he talks about five, I love five that, critical tests I love that dude
0: that's huge I, I yeah that's one thing like, I've always been like um I've always done lists like my entire life mm-hmm. so that's kind of but whenever um he's like five things just like five. just get them five. I was like he simplified it I'm like that that's a good that's a good rule I use that rule with um with books so like any business book that or like any kind of
1: like book I'm trying to get information from. I'll try to just focus on three if I get like three lessons, I'll put the book away. Oh, that's like good. more for business, not like David Goggins or not like I'm talk about like, okay, I need help on this topic. yeah what can I extract from this book? I only try to focus on three things. I put the book away, I go apply those three things and then I pick it back up again. Yeah, and
0: that's active reading. so that's a good
1: move for sure. yeah. so yeah. it's like it's it's almost like an ebb and a flow yeah. versus like reading a whole book and be like, okay, what the hell did I just read? I yeah. have like 25 things I could do um so that's been like yeah that five the the power list and the three just
0: in a book focus on three things apply that And if you can't apply those things you can't move on yeah that's a good move man and um there's science to what you're talking about as far as you know you're you're doing one thing and then you you in the middle of it you switch gears to answer a text message yeah no way like, it takes you longer for your brain to, to get, get back. back yeah so yeah. it's like just just get it done i'm like, big
1: on time blocking man that's huge i, tr- I turn a lot of my, no- my notifications off on my phone yeah i just recently actually we just shot a video about this i recently like unsubscribed to a lot of my like newsletters that i was getting i, I was that getting too.
0: like so many just junk
1: yeah just garbage i didn't read so now when i open my email it's actually somebody i want to hear from yeah. not some like you know sale or buy this or do this uh so <laughs> i did that i also like uh deleted a lot of my apps i don't use um so i'm trying to like downsize so like i can really streamline things and i don't get like caught up in like you know, I have, a, I have the screen time on my phone. Like, I, I look at like how much time I'm spending on my phone. With screen time, I try to keep that
0: under like three to four hours, which is still a lot. That's good for most, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually get mine in, for like for the week, it's usually like an average of like five a day, like yeah. five hours a day that I'm on that. Which thing. is crazy. Like when you really think about it, like five hours is a long time. Yeah, I know. But also, I'm like, okay, is that is that You're, all bad though? No, right? it's not. It, it's, I mean, social and different I things. I was gonna say, so business like, related a lot. Of times.
1: I, I, I do a lot of like my video. I'll, I'll listen to a lot of videos, or I'll watch video, watch videos, podcasts. Um, research, like yeah, it's not all like just mindless scrolling on f- social media. Yeah, but it's still like when you really break it down, it's a lot of time to be on like a, a device. device. Yeah. yeah, just be staring for, at. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think for me, I like I think three is a good number. I try because otherwise, like I actually did it. In my did it in my book where I the new one um, where I talk about like an uh, an ideal day for somebody, and I did the math. Like if you're like doing focused work, like the unobstructed like you know, going in for three hours, you should only be able to fit three hours of screen time based on like a workout, cooking your food, sleeping eight eight hours, and then three hours of focused work in the morning, three hours of focused work in the the afternoon, and then two hours of downtime. False. I'm looking
0: at my phone the whole time I'm driving. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, to some extent I do it too um yeah no i yeah you're right i mean you really wouldn't have a whole lot of time you wouldn't have if if you're you're doing all that like you're sitting down you're eating a meal like really being mindful about your food it's like being present
1: yeah like you shouldn't have that much time left to do like i I even plugged in i think it's like two or three hours of downtime which is like you know socializing with your significant other your partner you know watching whatever you want to watch. like all that aside
0: you had three hours throughout the day of screen time yeah um that's not too bad. No, That's not too bad at all. So, um, what have been some of like your uh, like your biggest takeaways for like uh, when you wrote this first book? Like, what are you going to improve on for like the next one? As like your process, uh, I'm just so curious y- in your process.
1: Yeah, uh, what would be the next? I think I think I learned the lesson early of like daily or or maybe every other day uh, writing. Yeah. I think I think it's really important if you're going to write or even do any type of big project to really go in. And put the gas down from the get-go yeah versus like letting it kind of like take three four six seven months and like let the momentum die down yeah so as soon as i had the idea to write the book the next day i was writing an outline yeah and the next day i started writing my first chapter no procrastination There's no just no, no. get right on it because otherwise you're going to talk yourself out of it mo- at least for myself i'm like oh I'm not, it's not going to be good like uh, what am i really doing so like as soon as i get an idea man i go and i execute like i i will always at least try something and push it to see what I can do so I think the thousand words a day uh really helped me like see it through especially in such
0: a short amount of time yeah yeah no that's a good move dude um yeah I can't wait to read that book it's going to uh I think it's going to help a lot of people as far as just because you have like inside information mm-hmm. or like firsthand information really. yeah I actually I'm actually doing it yeah yeah, yeah. so many people want to just write like theory books I hate that shit there's a lot of that with now with uh, a lot
1: of these like guys are doing like courses like how to do Airbnb which is fine but like they're not actually doing it. Yeah. Like I'm actually hosting like we have somebody coming in here in 2 hours like I have somebody at my house 70% of the time yeah. and I'm learning through that process. Like I'm figuring out like what makes this guest feel comfortable like how do i respond to a message like this how do i keep the algorithm hot so i can actually pop up on the listing feed like there's so much that goes into it that you're only going to get from like real experience you're not going to get it from like reading theory books on airbnb you gotta be in it yeah you gotta be in it
0: it's like a 17 year old life coach
1: yeah how much life have you lived yeah that's funny (laughs) yeah that's actually you know what's funny is in the new book i talk about i say it's really good to stay educated i call it like sharpening the sword okay. it's always good to stay educated whether it's going to workshops like you know how you would go to on it mm-hmm. going to workshops listening to like videos and like you know just getting inf- information and then also the third thing was coaches but i said not life coaches coaches as in like you know it, it could like be a, a professional and an expert in some kind of field so like i wanted to start playing guitar I tried to do it on my own. That lasted for about like two months. So I have a, a guitar teacher that is, has been doing it for 15 years. He's been awesome. So like that kind of coach, not a coach coach who's going to like teach you how to live your like The, the best experience, man, the best teacher in all of this is your own experience with life. 100%. Nobody's going to tell you how to live your life. You can... You t- I mean, you can take advice, but, like, you're only going to learn it through your own experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some tried and true, like, uh, like uh principles, yeah. if you will, that you can definitely take away from people, like, high performers like mm-hmm. yourself. But, like, at the end of the day, you just have to do it. And
1: like we said with the trainer thing, anybody could be a life – like, there's no governing – like, anybody could say they're a life coach. Yeah. And, like, with – I use the example of a therapist. Like, going to therapy is great. And in that way, like, they're not really life coaches, but they can help you with your life. But they're also, like – They've passed boards and licenses, and there's been, a like, a, a wall that, again, only the truly committed and disciplined will get through. Yeah. With a life coach, dude, anybody, like you said, 17-year-old life coach. There's no 17-year-old therapists. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you need some fucking experience yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, you need some, like, uh, like um, credibility almost and just, like, knowledge that you're not going to get.
0: Being yeah seventeen or whatever even twenty five yeah I'll tell you what though there is something to those people who have like the balls to like do that they're probably delusional and to be honest like a life coach you mean yeah they're yeah just somebody who's just so underqualified for a job whether that's just like being a trainer or a life coach I'd like to talk to somebody like that
1: because either they have their head up their ass or um they're complete like delusional of like they think they can pull it off which I mean I I admire people that can like push and stretch but that is just like that's just like dude
0: yeah like what are we doing yeah because like you'll notice the people who know the least and, and maybe this can just be motivating for some people like on the entrepreneurial like at, you know aspect because there are so many people who are very successful in like the business space who are yeah. dumb as fuck yeah they don't no. know they don't know much that's it's it's a good point
1: but, but a, they do there's, there's <laughs> a saying like you, you're almost being too stupid to know any better yeah like they're just like what yeah <laughs> yeah <we'll> just, this, <laughs> figure it out. it's gonna work like yeah. we will just pound Sometimes it in you there get too smart and then you actually like psych yourself out I yeah think.
0: Yeah, sometimes, not to say like I'm the smartest guy in the world, but like the more I learn, the yeah. dumber I feel. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I don't know a fucking thing. Yeah. They're there is <laughs> something to
1: be said about like being ignorant and staying in bliss and being like, we'll just start the business. And then it actually ends up working out for them because they're so like, their heads in the
0: clouds. Yeah. That's funny. Huh. It's true, though, man. It's true. Um, so who, who, or um, not who, but like, or who like do you have you had any like mentors or like what do you like to go to as far as like for knowledge or I mean I don't, or yeah. or motivation I, or just I like just level pay up att- I pay attention man I just,
1: I'm just like a student I'm always been a student of everything I'm always learning like just kind of like watching I don't really have like any direct mentors yeah but a lot of my mentors come in the form of books yeah or videos or like a lot of the guys that are popular now I take what I what I do do though is I don't take the I don't go 100 percent on one person, yeah. Like I kind of like I'm a mashup, like a mutation of like a lot of different things. Like I'll get like business advice. Like I've been really following following uh, Nipsey Hussle, his yeah. whole thing.
0: Dude, I yeah, saw your post. A, I never even listened to that guy until he died. You gotta watch. Yeah. So it's now. interesting. Like his death has caused. I've heard of him before. I've heard of a
1: couple. Of, I wasn't really a fan of his his new stuff, but since his passing, um. I've really listened to his older stuff, his old mixtape, and they are fire. And his business, his acumen of like what he's able to like, like just articulate his idea. He was so ahead of his time, and like in essence, I'm not. I shouldn't say this, but like maybe like his passing has actually caused me to have a lot more attention on him that I wouldn't normally have had. Yeah, it's really caused me to like take a step back and think about things differently, because he was at the peak of his career, and then unfortunately this terrible situation happened. But he's somebody that, like, I get – as like, mentored me from afar, obviously. Yeah. Mentored me from afar, and I'm, like, taking bits and pieces of what he's talked about and also mashing that up with, like, you mentioned, like, Grant Cardone. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's, like it's – I'm always, like, have my eyes open to see anything that sparks my interest, and I kind of, like, investigate, and then I move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. I'm like that as well. Like, I don't really have any, like, direct mentors. Yeah. It's just, like – um, I just feel like I'm just a student of like high performers mm-hmm. so like I'm just always just looking at who I can gather information from and um, it's funny like you mentioned Nipsey because like I kind of heard his name like yeah. I'm, I love music but I was like ah, oh, that's just like I never even listened to him I just like wrote him off yeah it's kind of a weird you. it
1: also was like it's a weird name like even like Nipsey Hussle it's yeah like, I'm what just is like what
0: the f- one of these new age guys right, right. you know what I mean so I was like ah, oh, fuck that but then he died and like all these people are talking about him just he's just got so much just like love and admiration I'm just like man let me check this dude out I went back and listened. I'm almost. Through his entire catalog of music, at this really? Point. Yeah, dude. How you, I, the marathon, that, that mixtape, the marathon. I haven't listened strong. to his mixtapes yet. Okay. Yeah, those are next. So I just went and listened to like his actual albums. Victory Lap. Yeah. Victory Lap. I yeah. listened to Victory Lap, and um, he has he has five. He, so those
1: are actually mixtapes, actually. From all what all I of them understand. Yeah, I don't. Well, maybe not, because he was independent. I don't know the whole the whole deal, but I know that Marathon and, like, cringe, the dude. The, he's Crenshaw, yeah.
0: Was that a mixtape? Yeah, might have been. Okay. Um, nope. But you should listen to his old interviews. I will. Yeah, he has a lot of information. Like, he just has a lot of content out. You know, he did a lot, a lot lot of mixtapes. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've seen a couple of his interviews. I, I definitely want to go back and listen to more because everything that I've heard from him was just. Dude, it's on a different level, man. For being, like, a, not to, like, judge a book by its cover, for being, like, a
1: gangbanger type of dude from, you know, L.A., You would never think he would be so articulate and so intelligent about like he's a prophet yeah it it was it was crazy i'm really really taken back by it and i'm also like grateful that i i am paying attention to what he's doing and like it's really it's to be straight up it's actually causing me to look at things in life a lot differently and the impact one individual can have and like just being like man like that's some like next level shit
0: yeah i think about that and like whenever i hear them talk i'm like oh yeah i 100 percent agree with what you're saying like i think those things too and it's just like i want to make that same impact yeah. you know what yeah. i mean you ever think about how one person can make an impact like what 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 allows a person to make an impact reach essentially right uh, re- like, yeah how- reach um i think just giving like i think for him like
1: he was such a uh a giver of like solutions and like he was always like sharing his information and people really reciprocate, like they they just kind of like took that in and I mean, he was in the same, he was in the same area that he grew up in. Yeah. Like he literally got shot in the parking lot that he hustled the CDs out of his trunk. Yeah. And then hustled like drugs out of that parking lot. So like he never really like turned his back on where he came from and I think that's super important. Yeah. He gave back to his community. Yeah. And he was such a like integral part of that world um and like being on both sides like being in, in a gang and then going on the other side and being like yo this is actually better let me kind of like straighten up my act yeah and then let me help you put on like not only like like hoard the knowledge for but like put you on too yeah and help you yeah like he employed a lot of his boys
0: at his shops have you um you familiar with killer mike the, he's also a rapper yeah like yeah, a yeah. Activist does a lot of speaking he has a documentary on Netflix. I haven't watched it or anything like that. But he did very, something very similar to that. Like, he took, um, like, uh, Crips and Bloods and, like, helped them start businesses. And, like, yeah. tried to turn you, them you legit. You would never as, think that. As, yeah. Yeah. Like, I doing
1: legitimate, like, paying taxes and, like, doing legitimate business. You would never think that. You know, you'd never hear that. A Crip opening up, you know, a barbershop. Yeah. You'd think they'd be on the street fucking, you know, causing a ruckus.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. It was it was definitely crazy that Nipsey passed. But, um, yeah, so yeah, I don't, really, I don't a, really
1: have, like my mom, I think the, I'm very grateful for my mother for what she did at an early age was she was um, selling life insurance door to door in Brooklyn. That's why I probably resonate so much with like rapping, like rappers, not only being from Brooklyn and New York, but just like single mom raised by my mother. My mom was, like, out selling insurance door to door. Like, that kind of, like, spirit of, like, go out and get it. Like, grinding. Yeah, like it Yeah, like, it was instilled in me at a young age. And then being from the East Coast, like, I just kind of, like, I've been a big, big fan of rap. But um, she was, like, a mentor in a way because I saw it and I I was close to it. like I experienced it. It's one thing to, like, read about Nipsey or, like, read about, let's say, like, Grant Cardone. But, like, to be in it and, like, see it from your from your own perspective and, like, be so close to it, that really, like like hmm you can do this yeah like because you, it is real it's yeah like, it's yeah. not just like on a box it's not just like yeah it's it's not like so out there is that it's a yeah it's not like so esoteric it's like yo like i'm actually living in a one-bedroom apartment and now we just we just lived in a we just bought a house in like upper westchester yeah like we were living in like a one little bedroom apartment in, or two bedroom i guess in brooklyn and then when i was like 13 we bought this house in westchester that was like dude i thought we would hit the lottery like mm. it was like a house like i had a yard i had a dog i had like you know, space to my room. Like it was just like a a different world. And I was like, man, my mom did this. Like I saw the come up.
0: Yeah. So I think that
1: really had an impact on me.
0: Yeah, that's powerful, man, because, like, what you just explained is kind of, like, what I'm trying to do for my kids. Like, I'm grinding right now, and, like, we're at that very beginning stage. Like, I'm trying to hit that come up, and I'm trying to instill all of these just principles and just, like, traits into my son and daughter.
1: Kids pay attention, man. Whether yeah. you
0: know it or not, like,
1: they always talk about how kids will be, like, doing one thing, but they're, like, absorbing what you're talking about with your wife or whatever in the, in the next year, like, their ear. Um, they, they pay attention. Like, I can't remember... Like a lot of the stuff from my childhood, but like it's in me. Yeah, it's because just I just experienced it. Like, yeah, just by your example. Like, you don't have to actually like sit them down always and like teach them a lesson. I think them just witnessing it is the most
0: powerful thing you can do. Yeah, I just try to just lead by yeah. example. like whenever because I'm always first one up. So like whenever they get up, like I make sure they see me reading. Yeah, I'm always reading in the mornings. But, um, dude, so what was your first business? Uh, it's my first ever business. Yeah. was a burning
1: CDs off a Napster and selling them in the schoolyard love it yeah I I had a record label it was called I don't know where I got this name from I remember it it was called Fizz Records F-I-Z-Z Records I would go on Microsoft Paint and I would make the album like literally I would just like do a bunch of graphics Uh I would do the front cover I'd have the playlist in the back on like Microsoft Word and I'd make like you know Dr. Dre forgot about Dre Mm -hmm. like that that era Um, Backstreet Boys was huge like all these stupid and I would sell them for like five bucks and like I actually got, I think, I, from what I remember, if I remember right, I think I got in trouble for my school because I was, like, you know, selling, like, illegal shit on, yeah. my, on the schoolyard. Yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> it's frowned upon. <laughs> so that was my first business. And then the second one was I made websites uh, with a buddy of mine uh, using, like, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, Flash. Remember Flash? Mm-mm. Like, where you used to, like, go to websites and things would, like, move around. Oh, yeah. Macromedia Flash. Flash Player? Yeah, Flash yeah. Player. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there was, um, this was, like, back in 2000 man, this is about like 2000s, almost like 20 years ago. Um, You could make websites in flash and they were like, you know, you you don't see that these days because nobody wants to like be, you know, distracted by the stuff. But like, uh, we made websites for like companies. So we made it for like my, my, um, my buddy's mom who was running for like Congresswoman and we made it for like my family, like Secret Santa and I think that was it. And I remember sitting there like, (laughs) this is funny. I used to read the Rob Report. You know the Rob Report? Mm -hmm. It's a magazine that like, it's all about like cars and watches and houses. It's like very like, you know, upper echelons, luxury living. I remember seeing a Porsche and I remember like being like 15 years old being like, how many websites do I have to make to get a Porsche? And it was like it was like a hundred. And I made I was making like three. <laughs> I never got it. Uh, <laughs> I, remember, I remember sitting down at the table like doing the math, like okay, hey, like sixty thousand dollars. I charge, you know, I think it was like a hundred dollars. So maybe it was more than that. It was like six hundred websites. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. Uh, you gotta start somewhere though, yeah. dude.
0: Yeah, I, I I mean, how old were you at that time? I was young. I was probably like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. and, and coincidentally,
1: during that time too, I loved Sim Hotel, and Sim Hotel. Do you, you remember playing that? You know what that? Yeah. Like Sim City, mm-hmm. Sim Hotel. I always played Sim City because I love creating like cities and like being the mayor, making the rules and tr- like all that stuff. And then also the um, Sim Sim Hotel game was awesome. And it's funny because like it kind of comes full circle because like I'm technically running a host kind of like a pseudo hostel yeah. type of hotel, mm-hmm. and creating yeah. these experiences for guests. And I just remember that being like my favorite game.
0: Yeah, well, it's hospitality. Right? Oh, roller Coaster Tycoon. Did you play that. Ro- I was gonna say, dude. dude. I, I used to play the fuck out of Roller <laughs> that was Tycoon. I mean, dude, kids Going will never parks. know the 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 fun we had playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. Dude, that was just so awesome, just to build a whole theme <laughs> park. Remember?
1: Yeah, you used to build a roller coaster <laughs> yeah, and will yeah, like do the circles and the spins and like. Oh yeah,
0: man. Yeah. And then in the park we get like upgraded, you get like new rides. Get like, new dude. rides, dude. Yeah, like. Oh, um, dude, one time I think I stayed up all night playing that <laughs> <and I didn't>. game. <laughs> multiple nights. One night, I mean,
1: <laughs> my whole childhood, when I was 13 to 16, was Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, uh, it was it was good time. And you get the cheat codes, you get all the money, and you build, like, the craziest park dude, ever.
0: Dude, I remember just having, like, unlimited, yeah. like, resources. Money, yeah, yeah, you just build every. You build, like, the craziest or, like, everything. you end, you end the track and then the, the, the cart goes into, like,
1: the the, the trees and everybody dies. Yep, like, I was
0: kind of <laughs> fucked up because sometimes, like, you'd get these little messages saying, like, this guest is lost or this guest is, <laughs> and, i would I go drop them, like, in water. So <laughs> I'm like, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so did I, dude. This guesses? Oh, I put, like, I make it where a dead end. I just, like, cut off the... Yep. they just end up in that. And they're just walking in, like, a square or something. Classic. Oh, good times. Yeah, man. Yeah, I figured you probably started one when young. Whenever I was a kid, I was, like, knocking on doors. Fucking, yeah. Can I shovel snow? Can mm-hmm. I, like mow your lawn different things that's
1: like it's funny man people that are entrepreneurs i feel like are entrepreneurs from the beginning yeah like true entrepreneurs like they just kind of have like this itch to like go out and create and do things and like work and just like make some money yeah um which is cool like it's always like yeah, i didn't i don't think i sold i think i made arts yeah actually when i was real young i remember making like arts and crafts And just setting up a table in front of my Brooklyn, like, apartment.
0: Nobody bought anything. Yeah. But I just would sit there. And, like, there were terrible arts and crafts. But I was just like. (laughs) Dude, I think whenever I was, like, four or five, I um, I was like, man, I want some money. All right, well, how am I going to make money? All right, I'll sell my toys. Like, all right, I'm going to have a yard sale. I went out on my front porch and sat out, like, five toys. Obviously, nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) I tried, though. Yeah, that's so funny. That was my first business venture. (laughs) Toys R Us. Yeah. I just want to make some money. Yeah. Ah, well, brother, man, this has been a great conversation. Um, cool. Tell the folks again about the book, where they can, where can yeah, they yeah. get it? You all can the find it on Amazon,
1: the mecca of it all. Uh, it's called Cash Pad, so Cashpad. So C A S H P A D. And it's build a real estate empire in 30 days with no money, no experience, and no credit. And I believe it to my heart that anybody can do this. Um, it's a great side business, especially if you're like starting a, another like passion project. Like I was, I was able to fund my bigger dream which was the dream, the gym at the time through airbnb yeah. there's no way i would have been able to open the, or afford to open the gym if i wasn't living rent free yeah. so like i find it like to be the ultimate
0: like side business to like have the fuel so that you can do something else too that's what i talk about yeah and not to mention that uh you know real estate creates more millionaires than anything else that, in this country I, and that's and actually one of the first like i think it's on the first or second page i, t- I talk about that how
1: Real estate, to me, intimidated me a little bit because, like, you know, you hear about these stories where, like, it's created the most wealth, but it's also, like, destroyed them. Like, yeah. you have a bad deal, you could lose your ass. Right. So, for me, with real estate, like, this way, was it was safer because you could just walk away from it with the management side, if I was a manager of other properties. And, um, dude, it didn't take that much of my time. Yeah. Like, you talk about, like, the, you know, like, ex- exchanging your time. Like, once you set it up, the, the initial setup's the most, you know, the most time-intensive. But once you set it up, like, it right. runs, yeah. Like with, with anything, right? yeah. I mean, be like beginning. people are coming in today. Like it just kind of, it kind of snowballs, which was cool because I didn't have to be there all the time. Like with the guests, like it just kind of ran itself. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's what fucks people up, like that initial like yeah. hurdle of yeah, getting yeah. into it. And this and, and, and uh, Airbnb is a good way to kind of dip your toes into real estate, right? And kind of yep. figure out that market. Yeah. And uh, and if folks want to get a hold of you, what are your socials? If you want uh, to. follow yeah. Those, so anything else you on plug?
1: Instagram, it's my full name because Ryan Hanson was taken. So Ryan Paul hansen and then on facebook you can search me ryan hansen i believe it's facebook.com slash primal coach primal used to be my old gym so p-r-y-m-a-l coach.com and i'll put
0: those in the show yeah. notes as well so cool. all right dude all thanks, right everybody so till next time all right thanks for listening guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation if you are getting value out of the podcast Please leave a rating and review, especially on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and review. And then don't forget, go check out my buddy Justin Bricker's podcast, The Why Not Podcast. You can check that out on all platforms as well. Have a great day, everybody.